Hello and welcome to the inner apocalypse. Apocalypse in ancient Greek means a disclosure or revelation of great knowledge. In a churning world, two sisters with extremely different opinions and very similar values unite to discuss wildness, fear, and transformation, finding love as a grounding force in a tumultuous time. Humanity stands at a great precipice of awakening, and we believe the journey is inward to become the change. We talk about astrology, nature, and this wild ride on earth, bringing the both and to life. We unite where the sun and the moon collide. Welcome. All right. Welcome, welcome to this episode of The Inner Apocalypse. I'm your co-host, Claren, here with my darling sister. Hello, loves. I hope that you are feeling well. A bunch of snow just released from our. It's so funny having a tin roof. A tin. I, I don't know. That. A tin, but yeah, it, like it's scary though. It sounds like an actual avalanche. Well, that's kind of where we're going right now with this episode because we are moving into Pisces and Piscean energy which will be kind of a once in our lifetime experience what what is happening over the next couple of months and even you know throughout the year with Jupiter dancing in and out of Pisces and having his co-parent Neptune in Pisces as well and so we wanted to talk about Pisces in general we wanted to talk to some of the magic that is coming through on Pisces and also some of the shadow side and so we'll just start with you know Pisces is the final sign of the zodiac it is where all that we have learned as we move through the archetypes comes to a culmination point and it's where we merge it's where we transcend the details and move into the mystic. So this is a very mystical time. It's elusive, like the mist that covers, you know, the, the valley or the ocean. And it's hard to pin down at times. It's hard to know for sure. When you're in Pisces energy, there isn't black and white. It is this shade, uh, this expression, it is feeling, it's mutable water, it is shifting and churning. And so right now, I truly believe we're in the most confusing time since in my 36 years of life. I mean, I don't know about you, Ange, but like, what is going on here? <laughs> what is actually happening? What is right? What is wrong? You know, is there right and wrong? You know, there's so much that we just don't know right now. And what I find so fascinating is that this new moon that's kicking off March and really kicking off Pisces season, uh, the Sabian symbol is a sword used in many battles is now in a museum. And that we are in the thick of many battles through and through around the world many that have been going on far longer than the last couple of years, uh, but also obviously the ones that have cropped up 
the polarities that we have reached with one another as humanity, the divide that we have got to is so vast and so confusing. And anyone you talk to may tell you one thing and you're with them and you're, you know, in your Pisces, you're mirroring them and you're like, yes, yes, that must be right. And then you go to the next place and you're talking to somebody and you're in your Pisces energy and you're mirroring them. And you can see when you're in your Pisces energy, you can see both sides. You can see all sides. You can come to understand that, oh, that might be a little bit right. And that might be a little bit right. And, and you can rise above and really see the entire ocean or like the blue of the sky. It's something that there isn't any concrete lines to or answers to. And so when I think of the Sabian symbol, uh, I think of the inner war that we're all in, that we're all in. Our mind literally goes over here to like, oh, this be right. It's like we are truly we have tigers cropping up everywhere, right? In the ancients, they were actually looking for the tiger that was there and there and there and keeping themselves safe. For us, it's this, this infiltration of thoughts and information that is happening. And we are at battle with the world, but most primarily with ourselves. And so when we're in that battle, we tend to want to go into the Pisces response some might call it lower octave. There's no judgment here. We call it radical intelligence. You know, we go into that response of wanting to escape, like, duh, I don't want to be in my, I don't want to be in this state. Like I'm going to do something, anything to get out of like thinking about that. And there's aimless drifting or there's fantasizing. There's, there's delusion that creeps in. There's like this idea that like, oh my gosh, this might be right. Or this might be right. And there's the uh, desire to get out of our reality because we don't really know what our reality is. And, and so this becomes this inner war and, and what I feel so deeply, and we can go even like further into this. I won't go into all of it right now, but it's like that Pisces energy at its, its highest frequency is forgiveness and is atonement. Atonement split apart is at one mint. And I, I experienced a personal war this year and I was looking and looking, looking like literally fighting in a court. And I was like, I don't need a justice. I need a, I need like the court of consciousness is what I need. I need us to be able to appeal to the highest levels of natural law that exist in this world and I came across the court of atonement work and it's this beautiful work, but, you know, she really breaks out in it. I think the lady who conducts it all is um, Amy Joellis. And she talks a lot about at one mint and coming to understand that we, that we like to point fingers at everyone else. There's so many signs that have the energy of differentiation, right? Aries is one place where we really differentiate like our identity from others, where we become, you know, separate individuals and we, we increase our own desires and sovereignty. Leo is another place like where we really move into individual expression, the individual expression of our soul, of our heart. You know, there's so many places in this science where we, we can see our separateness. Virgo, Pisces sister sign, Virgo is about seeing the details and how we are, you know, separate and, and what we need to do to serve from that angle. And Pisces brings it all back together. 
And so this Sabian symbol, I think will stand the test of time. It's not just for this new moon. It's for all of us to ponder where in our life is it time to retire the sword? Where in our life is it time to retire the, the fight that we have been fighting? The, the level of swimming upstream and trying to like grab onto tree branches and rocks to try to, you know, basically control our experience so that it's comfortable for us. And where is it time to just literally let go and flow down the river? You know, how, how can we do that in our life? So that's what this Pisces energy is bringing up for me. Ooh, that was so beautiful. I am going to start with when I look at that Sabian symbol and the thought process of what a museum means, accumulation of what is going on in the world. I mean, we have a war brewing, we have division and divide in so many different places. And where can we look to the past to bring forth the best things for everyone. And, and Pisces for me is where we all become one. Pisces is where we can dissolve or absorb into that nature and knowing that we are a collective. And I've been thinking about the land and the soil a lot. Pluto, Pluto has me contemplating mother earth and, and how do we, how does one person affecting the earth, whether that's like, you know, literally just going for a walk and, and contemplating our relationship to the earth as farmers, my husband thinking about seeding seeds into the earth soon. And that's the shift from the Pisces season to the Aries season. You know, we we start thinking about the spring and, and there has to be an ending before there can be a, a beginning. I'm going to read something about Pisces here from a book called Cosmic Connections. And it says nearing full circle, the zodiacal wheel arrives at Pisces, the fish, those born under the sign inhabit the Zodiac's 12th house and the house of the Eagles reunion with the infinite, the eternal. Pisces is said to be the most sensitive of the signs and also the most vulnerable. Pisces swim in the medium of dreams. The Pisces glyph shows two fish hooked together, but swimming in opposite directions. The image is a metaphor for the Pisces character. One part of it swims wide towards the edge of the universe while the other dives deep, seeking some mystical reality. Ideally, there's a rhythm to the journeys. The fish reunite and share their discoveries before setting out again on their separate missions. Lacking the rhythm, however, the metaphor signifies unbalanced extremes. The voyager wanders aimlessly and the unhappily introvert deep in the abyss. Pisces energy to me is when we can really tune in and feel the immensity of the collective, of the world. I think a lot about also mental health and the way in which we emotionally feel things. How do we impose on ourselves or how can we get lost and how can, how can we get lost and how can we also get lost in other things? So I think about like 
spaced out reality, which could be dreams or addiction, or, you know, there's many different ways that we can get into intentional numbing. So this month with so much water, feeling our feelings is really important. It's also really important not to get stuck in that space, to get overwhelmed. And when we think about Pisces, we have to contemplate the Virgo part of our chart too. And this is what we do in our solar infusion, which is almost full. I just want to say that if you're interested or thinking about it, we'd love to have you. But when, when we contemplate that Pisces Virgo access, it is all about sensitivity. Virgo is that sensitive earth. It's the real body. It's the sensitivity of what is real. And then Pisces is the sensitivity of the things we can't see. And how does that receptiveness, right? Their feminine yin energy. A lot of people also say Pisces are really hard to pin down or you don't ever really fully know them. It really makes me think of how we get lost and what can happen in that space of, of being lost or in that space of madness. Because there can be this side that goes to a place that's so far out, that is so out of the realm of what we can even imagine. Madness is important to art, to creativity, getting lost in, in those spaces. Like what can you create? What can you bring forth from the places that we can't see, you know, the, the fairy realms, whatever you want to call them. Our dreams is one of the biggest ones. Find some magic and enchantment this month and next month, thinking towards Pisces being the end of the zodiacal year. We're coming up on the new year. We get to set forth a new zodiacal cycle and Aries season, the spring equinox, looking towards that gets me really excited but there has to be a birth and an ending that happens before that. I think of Pisces as the womb, us being the baby safe and secure and held. And then Aries is this raw, maybe ugly a little bit, full instinctual feeling of being born. And that is what we're about to go through as a collective, mm-hmm. as above, mm-hmm. so below. That is the part of astrology that brings us back and gives us this reflection tool. The ruler in ancient astrology is Jupiter. So we can get swept up and away and and expansive. It's also Neptune in modern astrology. And I'm feeling very Neptunian. I've been feeling Neptune for the last couple of weeks. So if you get lost in this next little bit, if you're feeling illusioned, if you're feeling foggy, that's also this Pisian energy. Love that. I feel like as you're speaking about all of like the sense of getting things that need to kind of end before they can begin again, Pisces rules the lymphatic system. And the lymphatic system is this, you know, really fascinating series of tissue or, or nodes, like this mass of tissue that's found throughout the body. Um, they're, you know, really in concentrated in the groin, the armpits, the neck, and it keeps our internal systems clean by movement, right? By letting the circulatory system pump 
like the blood, the cells start to move the lymphatic system, you know, literally depends on us to get things moving so that it can collect toxins and get rid of them. And when we think of Pisces and we think of this movement, it's like the culmination of everything that is in the body that is coming to be released. And that is what this Pisces season is. And yet during this month, we have like six conjunctions that are all kinds of new moons. Like the sun is conjunct Jupiter and Neptune, Mercury and Saturn are conjunct in Aquarius, and then Mars and Venus are conjunct Pluto and Capricorn. And there's all these like new, new, new things coming. And so with all this Pisces energy, I feel like it, there's the ending and there's the beginning. There's the release of the toxins in our life. We are this moving lymphatic system for the earth and for the universe. And so it's like, how can we allow ourselves to let things go and to see from a bird's eye view or the mist of the ocean or the clouds in the sky, what truly is like the grander picture here. Even if we don't know the exact details of what's happening, we can stay in our hearts. We can stay in love. We can stay in kindness. We can stay in helping our neighbors. We can stay in those core principles and values without knowing, having to know the exact details, you know? And this is the thing is when couples fight, it often becomes this war scorecard of like, but you did this and this is exactly what you did. And literally I mean, people go into counseling offices with checklists of what their partner has done that is not okay. And that's such a Virgo thing, right? Is to be like this, 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 this. So these are the things we need to work on. And sometimes we need to go there. But right now the sky is asking us to, to rise above that, to tear up the checklist, to tear up the scorecard and to rise above that. Let the toxins literally move from us. Let them be carried through our own movement creatively, emotionally, like let the tears flow, let the body move. I've been, you know, really thinking about like how wonderful it is to swim. And that's such the motion of Pisces, right? To get immersed in water where everything gets really quiet and you actually just let your body flow and it's easy, right? It's like spreading butter on toast. It's like very, an easy movement. People love to exercise in water because it's easier on the joints. And, and so it's like using that watery flow this month to really let things go. And then while these conjunctions are happening, all these seeds are being planted and guess what? They're not being planted by how much you can control your future through the exact ceremony that you're doing or through the exact words are you finding the right words to write down that's planting the right seeds like none of that it's about the frequency of feeling so how you're feeling this month is going to really support how we're going forward and this isn't to make you like scared because you're if you're like I'm but I'm anxious Tamara so what does that mean for my next you know year or two years as these cycles play out and it's like what can what's one thing you can do then to move that anxiety to just literally like sit with it first, listen to it, rub your hand on your heart, you know, take some big, deep breaths. Where does it want you to move? Try to take the words right out of it with Pisces season, take the words out, you know, where does it want you to actually move? Allow your body, even turn on some like light music and just allow your body to, to move organically. Don't worry if someone's watching you do it in a closet if you want, right? Where no one can see you, but really letting yourself move or get into the bathtub or the shower and watch, you know, watch all of that drain off of you. And in doing so, you're actually 
connecting with your lymphatic system to help it drain too, and to help it move too. And that frequency of feeling that you're left with is one of being refreshed and cleansed, hopefully like relieved in a sense, you know, after a good cry, when you're like, just cried all day and you're just finally ready to like lay down and rest. There is this energy of being like, whew, I really needed to get that out. You watch a child and they have a big cry and then they're like, they're cool. They're playing with their friends after they're fine. You know, they don't like stay in it. And so how can we be more childlike, I guess, in that essence of just like have the big cry, throw the big tantrum, put on some angry music, just let it all move and then move into that frequency that will usher in something new, not today, not tomorrow, but in some time over the next year or couple of years, you know, you'll, you'll be primarily moving in that direction based off of just how you feel. I love, love, love that. And I think that thinking of the elemental makeup of Pisces, it's mutable water and you can just imagine any water that you've been around. If it gets stagnant, it gets really gross, right? There can be this component of water that it, when it's not moving, it can get really yucky. And so That's exactly cool. what you said, swimming literally is my church and I haven't gone for a long time. And it's funny that you bring up swimming today because that, that was my exact thought this morning under the Pisces new moon. That's a perfect thing for me to go and do. I was going to, you know, I'm like, I have to go swimming when we think about the ease and flow that comes from water, inviting that into our life, thinking about, and I looked up the lymph, um, lymph problems in my wonderful book. That's called the secret language of your body. And it says feeling vulnerable, scared, unbalanced, unsupported, unloved, rejected, easily and unfairly influenced by others, feeling like you can't look after or protect yourself, self-sabotage, inability to stand up for yourself, confusion and uncertainty. There can be that energy to Pisces because it's like, I love so deeply in a lot of cases, codependency with another person is like, I, I feel like I'm doing this for the best of this other person. But when it's hurting us or there isn't boundaries within it, it can be so hard. And so just stopping, stopping and looking at the big picture, maybe all of your relationships. And it's like, where have boundaries been moved that aren't quite making sense? Where can I invite in love, but also boundaries so that both of us are getting what we need. And I think need is going to be something that is coming onto everyone's radar in the next couple of months. We have been in this pandemic for two years, right? Like it brings up big emotion in me thinking that my daughter has never gone to school without, she doesn't know normal, right? And and that's okay. Kids are resilient, but that we got to stop saying that because it plays also the part of where in your life are you remaining a victim? Where can you empower yourself and bring forth um, the highest good for all involved, but also really holding the sacred 
sanctuary that is your body, that is yourself, that is everything about you. Like it's the both and, and we always talk about this in all of our workshops and all of our work. I realize that everything I do for other people doesn't matter if I don't take care of me. And undoing like that, thinking that you're sacrificing for, for a good cause, we need to take our power back and stop being a victim also, right? And I think that inviting that in for this new moon and then for the full moon in Virgo, really looking at how we're loving our bodies, how we are taking care of the, all of our central nervous systems, which is a big part of all of this. Yeah. I feel like the victim and the martyr kind of playing a role with the new moon in Pisces and the full moon in Virgo. Like it's like the victim and the martyr. Like how, how much Virgo at a, at a maybe lower frequency is the martyr role where it's like, I can help and serve everybody else. And, and Pisces is like the victim that needs everybody else. Or like that there's other people that are thinking wrongly. And that brings back my thoughts to that retiring the swords is that when we truly think that we're right, when we're in self-righteousness and we're like, no, hundred percent, I'm right you're wrong. Um, and I know what you need, or I know what, you know, it's like the one thing Ange said to me a lot over the last five years is everyone has their own higher power. Everyone needs to do and wake up at their own pace at their own time. And it's not our responsibility to do that for any other person, anybody. And so we have this complete overreach by even like neighbors onto neighbors or friends onto friends or parents onto children or, you know, that's happening in the world. And then it's reflected by our world leaders. And we go, how can that be happening? You know, it, it is happening within all of our lives. And so how can we retire the swords, bring back ourselves into this strong self-leadership? And with Pisces, it always makes me think about the deathbed. What will you truly be lying on your deathbed, when you are, you know, facing the end and going, why didn't I set down that sword earlier? Why didn't I? And even it might be a mental sword, right? It might be like the judgment that you hold on another way of living, the judgments that you hold on another human for the way that they have chosen to live their life. You know, all of us have those mental swords as well. And how can we set those down so that when we transition into new, we can do it with uh, autonomy but also this idea that, you know, what you're doing is actually the most sacred activism that you can do in this world by clearing yourself of those judgments, by clearing yourself of the victim mentality, by clearing yourself of the martyr mentality, and just stepping into the seat of your soul of why you were born and who you are. And that is why... And that is what astrology is to us. Being able to look at the chart as a whole gives a lot of direction for what that might be in your soul, right? I think to what you said about trying to control can be a part of this access for sure. And wanting to control others is the hardest thing ever. This is my work in being a codependent. The acronym that always comes to my mind is love let others voluntarily evolve. 
And this is the work of a lifetime. I having kids, it's like, I still need to be their parent, but, and also allowing them to have their own autonomy, having, allowing them to be their individual self and, and evolve and grow in the way that is best for them. What I think is best for someone else probably isn't even right. And what I think for myself, what is best for me often isn't either. And that's been what astrology gives to me because I can look at the archetypes and what's going on. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't even think of this other thing. When we give up that control, when we give it to a higher power, whether that's nature or God or your highest self, it allows us to unplug from the matrix of all these things were sold. All these things were preyed upon, whether it be like the diet industry or, you know, we could go into that would be a whole nother podcast. But when we release from that and find our spiritual path, that gives us meaning and understanding that we don't know even sometimes what is the best for ourselves. Yeah. I have a poem here that I just want to read. And I found this, uh, when I was at a yoga ninja training in a yurt in the woods, and it just stuck out to me so much because I think we're all a little lost at times. And so it's called lost by David Wagoner. Stand still the trees ahead and bushes beside you are not lost. Wherever you are is called here. And you must treat it as a powerful stranger must ask permission to know it and be known. The forest breathes. Listen, it answers. I have made this place around you. If you leave it, you may come back again saying here. No two trees are the same to Raven. No two branches are the same to Wren. If what a tree or a bush does is lost on you, you are surely lost. Stand still. The forest knows where you are. You must let it find you. Like it's very Neptunian in nature <laughs> and knowing that where you can, mm-hmm. where you are is here. You are not lost. Even if you are feeling lost, the forest knows where you are. The ocean knows where you are. The birds know where you are to someone you are found. And sometimes we just, we don't need to do anything. We just need to sit where we are and let it all catch up to us. Thank you for listening to our show. If you're here and feeling like so many others that there's no way out, but through We just want you to know that we love you. You are not alone. If you want to learn more about us, visit us online at wildskysisters.ca and please reach out with any comments or questions. We love you.